and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're a new listener just joining for the first time, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old saying, a proverb, or maxim, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you, man? I am doing great. How are you? Good. Got back from the from the... Your ice adventure today, or just tell me about you go, taking your kids to see some ice castles or something. Right? Yeah, up near nearby, there's um, at uh, Soldier Hollow. It's a, like a cross country ski place uh, here in Utah. They have they've built these ice castles. I guess it's kind of a maze of these, you know, of these ice walls, and they built in like little slides, like ice block slides, and little places to crawl around for the kids and arches and tunnels. And it was, it's was, it was pretty cool. Uh, I guess at night, like they've embedded lights in the walls. So they hmm. all lights up all these cool different colors. Um, yeah, but they, they had a blast is, you know, kept That's a pretty sweet. two year old engaged for almost an hour, which is pretty good. And yeah, that is good. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you live in a place where, where people have children, there's cool stuff to do yeah. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> In other places where they don't have a lot of kids, they probably wouldn't have cool stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. We're we were there like the first kind of group of the day, and definitely a lot of a lot of kids there. Yeah, was it packed? Not not too bad. It was, it was big enough and and winding enough that you didn't you have to wait for a lot of things or anything like that. So it was nice. good. Nice. Yeah, we didn't do anything fun today. Just uh, uh, watched a movie and got chores done most of the day. So, so I'm sure the kids would have been jealous to hear about that, but that sounds pretty sweet. Um, yeah. So we got a interesting, interesting proverb this week, right? This is one you picked, you picked, I think, right? Yeah. Just uh, pulled up our list and this one caught my eye. Um, yeah. Memory is the treasure of the mind, uh, which, okay. which I found uh, pulled from a, a longer quote, by Thomas Fuller, uh, an English guy from, I think, another 1700s or 1600s guy, 17th century. Um, the full And the full quote is, memory is the treasure house of the mind wherein monuments thereof are kept and preserved. Which, I don't know, I, I like the pithier, <laughs> shorter, shorter one. <laughs> uh, one that we've got. But yeah, that's, so I just kind of, talk about memory so that's kind of why why i picked this one yeah that's a really interesting one we haven't done a lot on memory yet i don't think um i can't think of another one (laughs) don't remember yeah (laughs) yeah my my mind treasures are a little uh not as well good as they used to be but uh yeah um yeah this is a cool one uh yeah when i first heard it i thought this would be an interesting one to to discuss too um for me though i'm like I feel like I have a terrible memory and maybe it's just now, I don't know if it was always that way, but I'm like, I wish I had more 
mine treasures. I, you know, I'll go hang out with old friends. Um, you know, from like junior high, I still am friends with some guys that I knew in junior high, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll be like telling these stories and they'll be like, Patrick, you remember when this happened and then you said this or you did that. And it's usually something stupid or ridiculous that I did as a kid. And uh, half the time I'm just half the time I'll, I'll laugh and be like, yeah, I totally remember that. And the other half I'm like, I have no recollection of that at all. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's kind of a bummer, man. I don't know. I kind of, but then again, maybe it's a blessing that some of my stupid things escape me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have well, the best you know, memory. Yeah. Well, with stuff like that, right. When you're, when you're a kid, I think there's just something about certain events, certain combinations that like really lock in as, as like a formative memory. And so probably for your friends or something about that, that was really, you know, memorable for them and, and it not so much for you. And there's, yeah. so I, I don't, I would suspect they probably don't remember a lot of stuff that, that you do. That's possible. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Uh, and I, I wonder if there's something about that, where if it is, if it is something that's embarrassing for you, like, are they, is that, are you more likely to remember that or did you do your brain yeah. block? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, but you're probably right that the certain things are more memorable. If it's more memorable for somebody, they're more likely to remember it. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess with this one, what, what came to mind for me, I mean, I, I, I think about that too, that I've got like a terrible memory that I can't, uh, I think part of it, part of it is, you know, dad brain. Like when you've got young kids, you're just sleeping less. And, and that's kind of a, a phase you have to go through. Uh, and hopefully you get it back uh, when they, when you get able to get some more sleep and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, but I also, I wonder if we need to give ourselves a little more of a break um, compared to like previous generations or something, you know, that, you know, maybe it's not, we don't have we don't have bad memories. It's just, we remember different things than other people have had to. Um, you know, if you, if you can remember where your keys are in your honestly, like historically enormous house full of, you know, a King's ransom worth of belongings, um, something that people previously never had to worry about remembering that kind of stuff, like where everything was because they didn't have that much stuff to remember. And so, they were able in that case to remember an epic poem that they heard once. Um, cause that's the kind of thing that, that their memory was, was built for cause they didn't, and, and ours is built differently now, or at least, you know, mm-hmm. used differently. Uh, like, what do you think about that? No, I think that's a really good point. I'd never thought about that, but yeah, the, the sheer amount of information that we have now is just, you know, leaps and bounds above what people would have years ago. So you're probably right that we just, and then, you know, you mentioned all the things we have and the stuff, of course that, and then just like scrolling on your phone, just absorbing information at a, at a, like a fire hose rate, you know, whereas yeah. before, what did they have? They'd own a book if they were lucky too, if yeah. they were rich, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so they just didn't have a lot. And so the stuff they did, they, they kind of understood a little more deeply. And then in a, a personal event, was probably going to be more memorable because it's just, there wasn't more information shoving out the old stuff, but yeah, yeah, no, I think you're probably right about that. Um, what, uh, 
so memory is the treasure of the mind. What do you think the the, the author meant by this? By like the treasure, it's because it's, it's, it makes it sound like it's something super valuable or or um, something something very desirable, right? What, what do you make of that? Um, I mean, it's you know your memories like that's all that's all you really have of of your life, or at least that's what can't be taken away from you, at least not easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those, those important things that you learn, the, those important moments in your life, those are the, the monuments. So this is the, in the bigger quote. Uh, and so that's, that's your, your memory is the only, your mind is the only place where those things are stored. Once, once they're gone out of your memory, they're just gone. Those, and so, um, so in in that case, it is, <clears throat> Um, you know, it is, it is a treasure house that, and your memory is a treasure to, to hold all these things. Um, yeah. And I, I, I guess that's kind of all, all you get or to keep from like, you know, a really, um, a really cool or really meaningful experience. Yeah. If you had a really fun time somewhere with your family or you had a really, you know, special moment really the only the only tangible thing you get to keep coming from that well maybe like a, a better relationship but but um your your memory of that right those are those are pretty those can be pretty pretty precious things you want to hold on to so i yeah. I, I can and, see i can see that go ahead yeah and until you know fairly recently the only i mean with the advent of photography like there really wasn't you maybe you have like a memento a keepsake from it um to remind you you know, to bring things back to memory uh, of what happened. Um, but you had no way of like seeing it, like you could, other than just visualizing it in your mind, what, what happened. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, um, and it's something I think about a lot too, getting older and, um, you know, even though I've got lots of photos of, of different things, but sometimes I want to, I want to go back and, and I think I'm jumping all over the place, but like, I, you're so, I'm so used to the internet that I keep mm-hmm. thinking, I think like, Oh, where did I, where did I live? You know, like 20 years ago, what a, this apartment before I was in this apartment and it used to, it used to come to mind pretty fast, but now I'm like, I can't like Google that. I can't look, you know, where yeah. did I live in, in 2005? It's, it's, um, you just have to remember it and, or you know, it makes me want to write stuff down a lot more for sure. Um, I think that's, that's kind of the, the main way that people kept track of things is through journaling, lots of letter writing. Um, cause otherwise, you know, it doesn't take too, too many years before you just can't remember some stuff and it's just gone. Yeah. I was going to bring up the journaling a little later, but, um, so I'm glad you brought that up, but, um, yeah, I, I agree with the, Sometimes you'll think back of a part of your life and you're like, what, what was I doing then or at that point? And if it's within the, if it's within the window of the time when, you know, my iPhone started recording my pictures, then I can like usually go back and figure something out. But if it was before that, like you mentioned 2005, like that's, there's nothing there unless you had some journals because like, it's just kind of a, kind of a haze. Uh, I used to have a, back during those those times before everything was on the cloud and pictures were saved forever uh i had a, a an old laptop that i would 
I had like a journal on. I was like, I'm going to keep it on my computer instead of my thing. Cause I'm, cause I'm modern. Right. And so I, I wrote a bunch of stuff down in it and then my computer crashed and I lost it. And I'm kind of bummed that, you know, I didn't have this, this stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe the, uh, maybe the digital stuff is more permanent now, but it seems uh, a little bit, a little bit less tangible than writing it down in a, in a, in an actual physical paper journal. But yeah, I think, yeah. I think journaling's super important. So it's definitely something we should, uh, we should dive into a little bit. Well, well, sure. Let's dive into it. Um, are you a you... journaler? No, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I were. Uh, I, I have been at points in my life. Um, the only time I really did it reliably was on my LDS mission, mm-hmm. uh, when I was in Ukraine. And so I, part of it is probably when, when you're in those circumstances for those who don't know, or those who want to remember the, the privations of, of being a missionary, like you don't watch TV or listen to much music that isn't like, you know, classical or otherwise like religious music. Um, you know, watch a movie, you're not, you're not on the computer a lot, at least back then. And so, um, really things to occupy your time where like uh, one was writing, like especially journaling. Um, yeah. so it was, it was easy, a lot easier to do cause there was fewer distractions during like the, the few hours of free time you had during the day, during the time to yourself. So I wrote a lot wrote a lot of letters and wrote a lot of journals stuff. And that just kind of went away when I got back to college and I'd, I'd really like to get back into it for my children's sake, just so they can see what I was like when, when I'm gone. And mm-hmm. so I don't know. What about you? No, I'm not a good ju- journaler either. Uh, kind of similar experience to yours. My, I, part of my problem with journaling is the few times that I have, I have like never once in my life gone back and re- reread it. I didn't watch like, I have no interest in going back. And yeah. some people do, some people are like, oh, this is really valuable and fun for me to go back and read an old mission journal or something like that. But I have a few, they sit there gathering dust. And so part of, part of me is kind of like, what is the point of this? You know, cause I'm never, mm-hmm. some people will, are not that way. And that we've, I've yeah. heard people say, oh, you're really going to enjoy these someday. And I never have, but maybe that's the wrong focus. Like, like you said, maybe posterity is the real reason to do it. Yeah, I, I, that's, I'm there with you. Cause I, I kind of cringe at, at my old self and what I wrote. Yep. Um, uh, so I've only gone back to like the mission stuff. Maybe if I was trying to remember something here and there, remember someone's name or something, or if um, I was, you know, working on some, some stories and I kind of wanted to adapt some experiences I had from then trying to jog my memory and, and sensations and stuff like that. So that's the only reason I really returned because otherwise, yeah, it's just, um, because if you're being, if you're being really honest and, and vulnerable in your journaling, it's definitely really cringy to read later on because for sure you, you <laughs> see how, you know, self-centered, your 20 year old self was. Um, so, I mean, I guess in that, in that regard, it's kind of, if you can get past that, it's, it is kind of a good, uh, a good thing to see how far you've come, maybe, uh, how much you've changed in good ways, hopefully better than more so than bad ways. But yeah, I, I think for me, really 
if I were to start back up, which I'd like to, but um, it would be more for for posterity, for kids and grandkids and whoever else might want to. Have you ever have you ever read like a journal from one of your ancestors, like great grandparents or, or beyond? Yeah. So while I I agree with you about the my own journals being cringy, I actually really enjoy anything I can find written by yeah. ancestors. I love to read and just to find out kind of what kind of, what kind of people they were and, um, their strengths and their weaknesses and their experiences and the type of lives that they led that paved the way for me to be where I am now. We mentioned before about the, the massive amount of things that we have and the luxuries that we enjoy. And, you know, you can't, can't really look at that. I feel like without having a little bit of gratitude for those that came before you. So, uh, I, I really enjoy family history when I can read it and, and, uh, and, you know, but part, part of me is like, I feel like my stories are boring compared to them. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I live in this 21st century world with all the creature comforts and nothing, it's like nothing ever happens. Right. There's the, right. that's this whole thing. Nothing ever, ever happens. Whereas, you know, if you were growing up in the 1890s, like stuff happened, it seemed like, you know, cause I had to read right. these stories. I'm like, Holy smokes. Like that was a crazy story. And I'm like, nothing like that has ever happened to me. So who would ever want to read my, my stories, but maybe that's not true. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. Um, yeah, think thinking on the handful of stories that come to mind from from ancestors, like, or that my dad likes to talk about. You know, you've got someone who the whole it was like during the the Spanish flu epidemic, and like the whole family is just deathly ill with it, and like you have the the one like the dad, he's trying to take care of everyone. And he's really sick too, like, and like can barely like crawl up the stair, like, you know, all this really, really big stuff um, and all the ways that people died back then and the accidents they had and just all the terrible stuff. And yeah, it, it doesn't feel like what you go through would be important to anyone, but I think that's just, that's just recency bias, right? Like down the road. Maybe. road However things change in the future, something about now will be interesting to the people who come after us. That's probably true. That's probably true. Um, I have a question for you. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's kind of viewed like journaling is like the way you're supposed to keep track of your your thoughts and your experiences and and record it for, for posterity. So my question for you is, in this modern world that we live in, we may not be putting pen to paper, but does this count? I mean, recording our thoughts every week on a podcast, sending tweets, you know, if, if you're compiling these, I feel like this is probably way more information that yeah. my great, great grandkids would have about me if they, if they could have access to these recordings where they could just listen to my voice for hours and hours and hear my opinions on whole bunch of different things and experiences. I talk about my family and my life and my work and my, all that stuff. So my question is, does this count? Yeah, I, I think it has to. Um, I think it's just a matter of getting in the mindset of allowing it to count because it's, even though it's not, you know, a cool old fashioned time tested way to do it, which is, you know, writing in your journal and st- writing your letters. Um, but yeah, I think that that's a great, it's a great question. I think it's, 
not something I've really implemented. Like I haven't made, haven't backed these up, like these episodes up and gathered them somewhere and put them, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, I guess I just figure that every, eventually everything on the internet is just going to go poof and just disappear. <laughs> it doesn't have to, right? Like, um, there's ways to back things up. There's, um, I mean, shoot, you can get AI generated transcripts of things. So the worst case scenario, you could have a transcript of these types of conversations. Yeah. Um, I think that goes for like photos too, like backing up photos for, um, as, as that kind of, as a monument, um, might be worth annotating some of them. Cause that's kind of a, a fun thing about old family photos. You, you flip them over and you know, your great aunt and her nice handwriting has who's in there and what they're doing. I mean, yep. you can, you can uh, add some, add some context to your photos and kind of gather them in one place, even if it's digitally. You got to usually decipher the cursive on the back. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> reads cursive anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I agree. But, um, you know, cause I was, I thought about that too. I'm like, well, is, is someday is all this just gonna, gonna vanish or is it, is the internet going to be, they say the internet is forever. Like, is it, mm-hmm. does it mean forever? Like, is it really going to be forever? And then part of me is like, well, is a digital recording that's stored in the, in the cloud on a, some server somewhere more or less permanent than right. a piece of paper stored in somebody's bookshelf that could get wet or burned or, you know, lost mm-hmm. or, or so, so, so I don't know, I go back and forth. Uh, but we've had experiences where we have, you know, we'll find fight Facebook or something will remind you, you know, seven years ago today, this happened. And my wife will have posted some little cute thing about something our kids did, you yeah. know, and I've, I've found now those to be pretty rewarding and, and, and valuable to go to, to, to read those again and say, Oh, you know, yeah, I remember that now that was, that was, really funny or that was really cute that they did that or or kind of fun so uh but yeah i I don't know what the right way to do it is to to probably i i know i know for for a fact that facebook is um probably other social media companies can as well as you can download everything like you can Mm -hmm. go into your settings and be like i want to download all my my facebook posts or or something and and you can you can keep them in like a like a file oh okay so that might be something worth doing if you if you post there regularly, um, that, that might be something you want to keep. Yeah. And I, I like what you said about, or just that you reminded me of, of that kind of thing where it reminds you of, of things that happened seven years ago or however, whatever, you know, on this day, this is what you did X years ago. Cause you know, I mean, it's just the modern equivalent of something my family used to do. Like at Christmas time, we would bust out, Often at Christmas time, sometimes other, my my parents would would bust out the old carousel slide projector. Mm. I don't know if you your family ever did that, or if or if I'm just that old, but you know we'd go through watch all these look at all these slides from when we were little kids or from you know when my parents were just married, you know, and just kind of talk about and and remember together the the events that way, and that's kind of you know, those slideshows on Facebook or just on your iPhone or whatever, um, have kind of taken that place. But I think it's, it's a good thing that they're still doing that, that they, um, prompt you to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, 
it seems to be somewhat of the the fulfillment of the biblical prophecy, right? The the fathers of the the hearts of the fathers will turn to the children, and the children will turn to the fathers. It seems like people are more interested these days in in remembering back, you know, doing you know, looking into some family history. That's a big thing nowadays, and and mm-hmm. uh, they do the twenty three and Me. They want to know where they came from. They want to uh, they want to connect to their past, and I think that's a yeah. a very positive thing. Um, you know, we were asking, does, does our podcasting count? I mean, I probably should be writing in a journal as well. I think that would be, you know, and also that's a little bit more intimate, a little more personal. If it's something yeah. that you know that, you know, it's just for you. It's not for the whole world like a podcast is that anyone can listen. But at the same time, if 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 I could have hours and hours of recordings of, of my grandfather, who my maternal grandfather is my favorite relative of all time. I love the guy and he's gone now. And if I, mm-hmm. if I could have hours and hours of recording of him talking to a friend, I would cherish that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what is, uh, what do the gods of the marketplace think about this? That's usually when we talk about this, what, what, what does society think about, about memory, about, uh, you know, cherishing past experiences or, 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 or not so much? What do you think? Hmm. Um, don't know. I've, I've really, formulated a, a good idea of this one what has, do you have anything or should i uh should i think on this for another second um the only thing i can think of is it seems like with the internet culture you know it's that the internet doesn't forget we've kind of talked about that and mm-hmm. there seems to be kind of this weaponization of of memory and things that happened a yeah. long time ago which I don't know if this is, you know, it's obviously not, not, not very healthy. Uh, apart from that, I can't really, I don't know, is, 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 uh, our old cherished memories with friends valued today? It's, it's hard to say. Uh, uh I don't know. I, I don't have a really good answer for it either. Yeah. I, I like what you said about, um, there's a lot of things that we're just, people we're not allowed to forget or that could be dredged back up that, in, in previous generations that just could just go away. Um, and also I think, I, I think we're a little hard on ourselves about memory um, in, in the other regard about, you know, people are always saying, and in the popular cultures, people's memories are so bad that people are lazy. They don't want to remember things, um, especially when it comes to like education that comes, that complaint is a lot like not memorizing your multiplication tables and, just using a calculator on your phone. And I think that there's, there's, a, there's some of that for sure. But, you know, as I was reading up on, on this one and, and kind of collecting my thoughts on memory, I was looking at some like ancient writers because memory was a concern, you know, back for the Romans and Greeks. Hmm. And they're the ones who came up with things like the, the memory palace technique of remembering things, right? Like, you picture a place you know really well, like a house you grew up in, and you have the room is all furnished, and and there's little things on the tables, and you, you kind of assign, um, like if you're trying to memorize something like a, a speech or a poem or something, and you have, you kind of go through this room sequentially, and and you use these little cues to to help you remember things, and this goes back to like Roman and Greek orators uh, trying to rem- memorize their speeches, so they were they were not satisfied with their memories back then either. They're trying to do tricks to, to improve things. 
And we think of those people as like just having phenomenal memories, being able to recite the Iliad from, from memory, things like that. Um, so I think we're a little hard on ourselves kind of at the beginning, like I said, that we, that we just have to use our memory a little differently than any other generation has. So it's hard to compare. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to get your thoughts on, let's say you're at a, you're somewhere with your family or with some close friends or something, you're having a nice experience. Are you of the opinion that it's important to capture that? Take lots of pictures, maybe some video, either write it down. It could just be a, it could be a Facebook post. It could be an Instagram, something, something, some, some way to record mm-hmm. it. Are you of more of the opinion that, Hey, put the phone away, enjoy your experience and just, just retain what you can retain in your memory of it. Um, these days I, I am more of the, the latter school. I'm trying to, trying to just, <clears throat> you know, there are the obligatory photos just, um, if nothing else to appease family members who live far away, like grandparents who want to see what you're doing, right? The grandkids are doing, but I don't, uh, I try not to have the, the camera out or the, the phone out or the video or whatever going all the time. Like some people do want to record every moment. I think that's definitely an impulse when you've got your first kid and they're young and you just want to capture everything. Yeah. Um, but it's good to just pull back from that and, because then you realize that you're not engaging with the people around you. You're just documenting the people around you. Like there's like that photo a, that doing went a documentary viral. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Like that photo that went viral, uh, I think for, on new year's like times square, it's just the sea of cell phones up in the air, taking video of everyone else's sea of cell phones, right? Like they're not experiencing the ball drop. They want to record the ball drop and doc and show that they were there mm-hmm. and not, like so it's just this perspective shift that I don't think is particularly healthy. Yeah, I I think it's a definitely a balance because when I have fun experiences I I really do like going back and seeing old photos. Yeah. And seeing seeing how old the kids were and seeing, you know, what I used to look like or if I was different then or you know, my wife had a different hairstyle and and and, and that's rewarding and fun to me to see that. Yeah. But but yeah, if you're if you're recording too much, it, it gets, it definitely can get in the way of, of experiencing what you need to experience. And, and, uh, like I said, I mean, the recorded stuff is great. It, it just, it may not always be there. So, so making the memories in your, in your mind is probably should be first priority, I would say. And then yeah, documentation should, should supplement that. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, I, I enjoy photography. I've, I've been into it since I was in high school. And so when I do go somewhere beautiful and, and breathtaking, I, I do take a lot of pictures of the scenery. Um, I tend to take fewer pictures like of events. I probably take too few of my children, you know, in, in ratio to my landscape shots and stuff. But, but I, I mean, it's, I think it's just a different, um, a different purpose and, and experience. But when I'm with family and it's family time, I'm really trying to be better about just putting the, the phone also doesn't help that the phone is, you know, your camera is, is attached to a lot of other distractions these days. So, but trying yeah. to put that, put that away or, or just use the other camera or, you know, things like that. But I, I think, um, 
trying to heart, capture more in my memory ultimately is, is the goal. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I agree with that. So yeah, man, this was a really interesting one. I think it's just good advice for people to, um, well, this isn't the, the saying itself isn't exactly giving advice. It's just kind of describing that memory is this valuable thing, but, but, uh, we can take from that, you know, advice to, to cherish it, to, to really treat it like, like it is a treasure and be present with your family, be present in good, in nice experiences that you want to, that you want to remember. And I think we will remember them better if we're, if we're off the phone and, and, and more, uh, more present having those experiences. So I don't know. I thought this was a really good one, man. Thanks for, thanks for, uh, suggesting it. Thanks. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot more we could we could talk about. So hopefully, we come across another proverb about about memory or something related. And if because I know sometimes when we we get on topic, you know, some of our, our friends who listen will be like, "Well, why didn't you talk about this or that?" And just it didn't come up. So if there was something you wanted to, us to talk about, uh, go ahead and give us a shout out, and we'll next time we do something related because that seems to happen a lot with us. We'll have proverbs that kind of remind us of previous ones we've done and. We'll kind of continue the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And don't please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. We're at Copybook Podcast on on X. Um, that's where we are kind of probably we post most of our stuff. So yeah, hit us up. Let us know if, if you had some have some thoughts on on uh, on one of these. We like to keep our, our whole concept of this podcast. We'd keep them nice and short and bite sized. This one's going a little long, so we'll we'll, we'll stop there. But yeah, so there, we can't dig dig too deep into each one. But uh, yeah, feel free to to jump in. We've had some some friends comment and chime in on other ones, and I thought thought they were uh, really good thoughts. So feel free. And thanks so much for listening, everybody. Make sure you're subscribed. And oh, if you wouldn't mind uh, leaving us a review on Apple Podcast or or Spotify or wherever you listen, that really helps us as well. So yeah. appreciate that, and uh, we will see you guys all next week. All right, we'll see you. Thanks. Bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin. As surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook idiots, with terror and slaughter return.